Hey y'all, welcome back to the fifth episode of our podcast, If I'm Here, I'm High. We are your co-hosts, Jayla and Brianna, and we're here, so we're high, (laughs) and I hope you are too. I really cannot believe that this is our fifth episode. Like, we've been doing this for almost a month. How does that make you feel, Jayla? It feels really crazy, actually. Like, this is an entire project that we're working on. Really? Like, anybody could pull this up and listen to it. I think about that so much. Like, yeah. Anybody could listen to this. And, like, not even in, like, a, a bad way, in that, the way that I think about it. I think it is think of it more as like people from around the world can like listen to us talk like (laughs) that is true that is so crazy to me it's weird like we're content creators or podcasters podcasters yeah not many people can say that i mean some people that can say that aren't great oh (laughs) there are some very problematic podcasts real questionable (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a fun, interesting little ride. Yeah, it's been we've been learning as we've uh, been going. There we go. <laughs> My brain went blank. Brain went. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, it's time for our pop culture segment. Let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Um, I don't know if y'all saw. You probably did if y'all are on Twitter, honestly. But or any social media, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Because it <laughs> probably was floating. You know the shade room posted about it. Yeah. But Big Sean and Janae Aiko walking, and Janae Aiko has a baby bump. She's pregnant. Yay! First comes love. Well, never mind. <laughs> They're not that, married yeah. that we know of. But then hey. comes marriage. Then comes the baby, a baby and a baby carrot. Well, it's okay. They they flip some steps, but it's okay. I hey. like that. Who needs marriage? Money, so okay. whatever. Y'all are good. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so yeah. Janae Iko has a daughter already with Orion, Omarion's brother. Two fine brothers, might I add. But anyway, <laughs> let me refocus. I am <laughs> screaming. They are both very fine. Very yes. fine. Although they prove themselves to be a tad bit corny. Because why was they eating watermelon on a stage at the verses? <sighs> What are y'all doing? This is corny. <laughs> Nobody wants to see y'all eat fruit on stage, bro. I'm sick they of this. Perform a cunnilingus on the middle of a stage, like I on please. a watermelon, bro. What? I, I want better for my people. Sick. Anyway, <laughs> y'all are whores. <laughs> Precisely. Anyways, she has a daughter named Namiko, right? Yeah. With Orion, she's, is she 13? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. I love that song. Not me, sing to me. 
thing to me. Do you know the song? No. You don't? I don't really. I have like a few specific Janae songs that I listen to. I don't feel like. I have to be in a mood for her. Hmm. She's a good artist, but there's something about her music that I have to be in a mood for. I get it. I get it. I definitely have people like that. Yeah. Anyway, back to the couple and the expecting baby. So, this will be her second child with Big Sean, of course. I'm kind of excited, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily excited. I don't particularly pay attention to either of them, but I am very happy for them. I know that they had suffered from a miscarriage back in 2020. Mm. So, this is very... I'm very happy for them. I'm glad that... The baby, as I mean, obviously we don't know, but I'm glad that the baby is, you know, healthy enough. Hmm. I'm glad the baby's healthy from what it seems. <laughs> the face that you made. I just oh really wanted to be particular with my words. Um, <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen my face. I was over here stressing, trying to like I literally took me to say what I literally. <laughs> saw the stress in your eyes oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh oh my no. god because i don't want to be offensive in any way i don't want to hurt i don't know i just want to make sure that i'm saying things the right way we know there's no oh. way we can put this in there i was <laughs> laughing the entire time oh my gosh oh my god um, but yeah, I am very happy for them. I am very glad that they are getting another chance at having a baby together. Um, I remember last month that there were rumors, but neither of them had said anything about it. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, though, a lot of times when like, the rumor comes from someone on like Twitter. I feel like it's kind of true because why would someone just randomly get on Twitter and be like, I saw Janae I go in the grocery store and she's pregnant. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I heard about it last month, I was like, yeah, I believe that. And then the pictures came out this month. So, yeah. They were right. They were indeed correct. Obviously, that does not mean believe everything you see on Twitter. <laughs> Please, people. Have some discretion and use common sense. But in that case, I was, he was correct and I was correct for believing him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm happy for them. Very, very, very happy for them. Yeah, me too. I don't, I mean, I like Janae's music. I listen, maybe, I don't know. I have some particular albums that I keep in my long-term rotation. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and I listen to a little bit of Big Sean too. Big Sean is not an artist that I've ever really been a, I feel like he's, there's been a few songs Hmm. that have stuck with me, but those are usually like the singles that blow up. (laughs) I like his album, Dark Sky Paradise. That's my favorite album. Oh, I have, I have heard it was good. That's the album with, um, way up I feel blessed, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyways, other than that, I pretty much just keep it to their music and, you know, low-key couple. But 
I'm just excited to see that little baby. Yeah, I am too. I'm sure that baby will be beautiful. Yeah. Um, I also heard they're working on a second 2088 album. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. Like I always say, do not quote me on it. That's just what I heard. But yeah, so they got two buns in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) I would be happy to hear that. Yeah, I don't really listen to them. I didn't even listen to the first one, so I can't. I listened to a few songs off the first one. Mm. On the way. That's a good one. You don't know the song? I just said I didn't listen to the first one. Yeah, but like, it was a single. That was on the radio. I don't listen to the radio, never have. Well, I'm just still surprised <laughs> that you never heard it. I mean, I feel maybe like you I might. Have, I feel like you and I just have. can't hear it right now. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Very happy for them. Um, on to our next topic. We are going to talk a little bit about Mr. Travis Barker. On Tuesday, June 28th, Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker was rushed to Los Angeles Hospital, Cedar sinai Medical Center. Um, he was reportedly suffering from extreme stomach pain and could barely walk. According mm. to People... Uh, Courtney Kardashian was by his side the entire time. Um, she was very worried and wouldn't leave his side. Um, hours before being rushed to the hospital, Bar- Barker tweeted, God save me. I just want to say, he is me. <laughs> I am always <laughs> going to tweet, okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can get hit by a car and it's going to be, oh my God, this motherfucker just hit me with his car. Bro, please. <laughs> Probably like, not at really. What point, but, <laughs> but at what point in time would you make that tweet? <laughs> it's called a hyperbole, bitch. Is it? It is. Oh, okay. But I would be tweeting from the hospital, y'all. Can y'all believe this shit? <laughs> Bro, I definitely would be talking about it on my private Instagram. <laughs> anyway, nobody really knew what was going on. Um, his daughter, Alabama posted on Instagram stories, um, send a prayer for my dad, all that stuff. So everyone was speculating about what was going on. And I just want to say people are really mean and cruel and Mm. nasty. I saw so many people saying, oh, he's probably, he probably had an overdose and talking about how he's probably back on drugs. And I just want to say one Mind your fucking business. Like, even if he was back on drugs, what Why is are you talking about that on the internet? Thank you. Why are you speculating about people's health? People that you don't know. And then, okay, it's natural to be curious and wonder what happened. But why are you saying shit like that online? Literally. I need y'all to really just have some empathy and some fucking common decency. Like, because then, like, you know they can see this, right? Exactly. They don't care. They, don't, they they either don't care or they don't believe that they can, that they'll see it. Mm-mm. Those be those be the same people that end up getting um seen and get clap and the celebrities clap back and then they delete in the comment or Literally. tweet. You see that all the time on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I'm sorry. I I didn't think you were gonna see it. <laughs> anyway, um. So nobody knew what was really going on. 
um, there wasn't there wasn't really any clarification, and I mean it wasn't really our business anyway. But you know, people were curious. Um, but Saturday, July second, um, Travis Barker tweeted, "I went in for an endoscopy on Monday, feeling great, but after dinner, I developed excruciating pain and have been hospitalized ever since." He wrote, during the endoscopy, I had a very small polyp removed right in a very sensitive area, usually handled by specialists, specialists, which unfortunately damaged a critical pancreatic drainage tube. Oh my God. Yeah. So this resulted in life-threatening pancreatitis, but I can't talk. (laughs) Um, And just for anyone who doesn't know, pancreatitis is inflammation of the pancreas. Um... Just a few symptoms of it are uh, severe stomach pains, nausea, nausea. Why can I not talk today? <laughs> um, oh nausea, God. shortness of breath, and jaundice, and in severe cases, jaundice. Death. Yeah, and in severe cases, death. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so he followed up by saying, "I am so very grateful that with intensive treatment, I am currently much better." Uh, he was seen today, July 5th, entering his L.A. studio. <laughs> and he was wearing a shirt that said DOA, which is kind of funny. Why? You don't know what DOA stands for? Mm-mm. Dead on arrival. <laughs> I'm screaming. He is funny for that. Um, But yeah, I just want to say I think it's very weird that people run to social media making predictions about people's health like imagine if a family member of yours went to the hospital and there were just people randomly making predictions about what was wrong with your family member yeah like that shit is crazy like just be respectful and don't say nothing it's quite normal to be curious i was curious too but i was not making assumptions and i was not a damn sure on tweeting about it right that's the difference exactly Y'all don't have no cooth. None. No respect. No decency. No empathy. None of that. None of that. Sick. Um, and even if it was drug related, mind your business. Like I said, people all have their struggles. People have addictions. People have their issues. Okay. Right, and I'm Please. sure seeing everyone talking about it on the internet isn't helping anyway. Exactly. Please do not throw stones from a glass house. Okay, you might not be addicted to drugs, but you, you probably got some other flaws, I'm sure. Um, Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. In the words of one hand, I gotta work it. Again and again till I get it right. Um, I also want to say that when they found out, when we found out that it was pancreatitis, I really don't like the way people reacted when they found out. Like a lot of people were talking about, oh, we wasted our prayers. He did all of that for some pancreatitis. Like, oh my god! Even if it wasn't serious, why are you saying shit like that? Why is a prayer gonna be wasted just because you didn't think it was serious? Enough? Right. Like, why would that ever be a bad thing? Exactly. Also, pancreatitis can kill you if it's severe enough. And he literally said his case was life threatening. So, like, 
Obviously, it wasn't a little stomach. It wasn't just stomach ache. Horrible. People are just disgusting. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, y'all really come to social media and let people see that you speak this way. Because they don't give a damn. Like, (laughs) they don't give a damn. (laughs) It makes me sad, though. Like, y'all, it's not hard to be a good person. It's really not. Actually, it is. I really feel like it's not, though. (laughs) It's hard. No. Okay. Well, it's not hard to not be a bad person. See, this is a complex answer now, actually. <laughs> Let's save this conversation for another day. Wait, but I'm curious. What does that mean? Because it's like, you can be like a good, like a decent person, but you also have to like work at yourself and it reflects the way that you treat other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and when true. you kind of like... But I feel like there are also things some internally. things that should just be kind of... A natural thing. Like, I feel like being kind to others should be natural. Like, even if you're not... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like... I I agree. Even, like, even if I don't like a person, I'm not going to go out of my way to be mean to them. Like... Yeah. If anything, I'm just going to act like you don't exist. I'm screwing. (laughs) But, yeah. I feel like it's very hard. It's very easy to be nice. But even if you... Even if... Like, you don't believe that it's easy to be a good person. It's damn sure not hard to be. It's damn sure easy to not be a bad person. Like, y'all just be out here being horrible people. And do. I don't get it. It's terrible individuals. I'm lost, confused, perplexed, puzzled. All of them synonyms. All of them. You and me both, girl. Also, people, I just want to say, I hope we never have another pandemic or any other type of sickness where they have to make a vaccine because people have been so insufferable. People were literally trying to say that his pancreatitis came from the COVID vaccine. Bro. I saw someone tweet, I'm not saying the vaccine caused the pancreatitis, but pancreatitis can be a side effect of the vaccine. Okay, and so could a million other things probably. I just really feel like, do you know if he most recently got vaccinated? Because if not, why, what, what is giving you, what of the information that we have is giving you the idea that this came from the COVID vaccine? Like, like he literally, they literally took two plus two and made eight. Jump to conclusions. <laughs> I do not understand that. I don't understand that. <laughs> I just, there and then there were so many people that were like believing it. And I guess you can. I bet you can birds. all guess what they had in common. Don't you don't even got to say it, but I bet you can guess. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, moral of the story: mind your business when it comes to people's health. <laughs> Where was I going? This? I don't know. Mind your business when it comes to people's health. Don't worry about if people are doing drugs or not. And pancreatitis doesn't, or the COVID vaccine, did not cause. 
his pancreatitis. Those are the morals of the story. That's all I have to say. Anything from you, Jayla? Is there anything you'd like to talk about on this topic? No, you cleaned <laughs> it up real nice. All right, on to our third and final topic of our pop culture segment. We're going to talk about our favorite, that's sarcastic, by the way, hmm? <laughs> our favorite male singer, Mr. Christopher Brown. <laughs> I just can't believe she had the nerve to sing that in my presence. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, I still know the song. I'm not I'm streaming it. I'm just joking. I'm kidding. Anyways, we can joke. cut that out anyway. I was kidding. All right. Anyway. So, Mr. Chris Brown most recently just released his newest album. Don't ask me what it's called. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't look it up either. It's called Breezy. Oh, you looked it up. Okay. Uh, he released it last Friday. Last Friday? The 24th. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. So, he released it two weeks ago. Oh, no, not even. It was about a week and a half at this point. Um, it debuted at number four on the Billboard 200, mm-hmm. um, with 72,000 copies in the first week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. His last project debuted at number one with 108,000, uh, copies. Wow. So really a decline. Yeah. A decline in sales. I'm not going to go too hard this week, but y'all know how I feel. I'm not particularly uh, sad for the guy. Like we said, he was not very happy with this, and he spoke out about it. Um, He posted it to his Instagram story. (laughs) July 8th, Breezy Deluxe album. Not that it matters. Seems like y'all only invest in the negative stories about me. Chris gets in trouble. The whole world is on it. Chris drops the album. Crickets. I don't feel bad for him. I really don't. I mean, it's about time um, things start catching up. But that's all I'm going to say there. Oh, he also posted, I'm back on my gangster shit. It's bracket at all times. What the fuck does that even mean? That's what I want to know. You are an abuser. <laughs> Literally. And this language on your story only further proves that. Oh my but gosh. That's uh, I'm back on my gangster shit. What does that mean? <laughs> it's bracken. Like what what bracken. What does that mean? I is that a threat? <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you threatening us because we're not streaming your album? I'm screaming, but honestly, I really feel like the big drop in the numbers is probably just because people are not buying music anymore. Yeah, we're absolutely. streaming. We pay for streaming services, and we get access to every, hella music. Basically, we're not buying music. music. Exactly. Exactly. I don't even know why you're so worried about that. Um. Was there even much promo for this album? I don't pay attention to Chris Brown anyway, but usually I feel like I hear stuff about an album coming from him, but I literally didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I didn't see much either, but I think that's 
that just means that I'm seeing, I'm following the right people. On my absolutely media. true. You're right. You're absolutely correct. I also just want to say, I think it's quite corny to get on Instagram and pout and fuss because people are streaming your music. Literally, like, just take your L. At your big girl age, isn't he like 34 or something like that? I know he's in his 30s for sure. Like, you need to, like she said, take that L gracefully at that. Learn from the lack of streams and do better. It's really just that simple. Because you just look like a big baby crying on Instagram. Literally throwing a fit. And honestly, all that makes me want to do is make sure I don't stream your music. I mean, I wasn't going to regardless, but now I'm going to make sure I don't. (laughs) Literally. Just to be spiteful. Exactly. Um, And then apparently, Just Hilarious commented under the the shade room when they posted about it. He said, hmm, Just Hilarious said, Chris, these babies don't listen to you. A lot of your music is way too mature. Your real mm. fans love your fucking album. Way too mature. It's insane to say. Mature and explicit you are not girl. the same they things. Girl. <laughs> Little baby in a bag and a working. <laughs> Y'all about to piss me off. <laughs> oh my god. What are you god. talking about? Way too mature. That's ridiculous. No, I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Yeah, that is actually hilarious. Like, explicit and mature are not the same thing. Kids do not need to be listening to Chris Brown, but that's because he be talking about nasty shit. He be talking about humping and fucking and sucking. Okay? Literally. All right. Kids don't need to be listening to that. So, y'all adults, y'all are going to continue. Exactly. What there the is hell? nothing mature. I didn't even say the word. I said continue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this. Oh. But, yeah, Chris Brown's music is not mature. There's nothing profound being said in his music. No. That hasn't been said by every other R&B artist. Like... <laughs> he makes he makes normal R&B. He don't make Literally. the lyrical, soul-crushing R&B. Exactly. Okay, he makes bops. He makes literally. little boppies. That's literally what it is. So let's throw that idea out the window. That's not why people were not listening to the music. Also, Chris Brown is the only person I know that released 30-song albums. Why do you need an album that long? Just break them up into two albums at that point. Just save it. Just save it. I checked out from him before that album even came along, so... Oh, I... Oh, same. But this is not his first offense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He has multiple albums that are super long. I... Isn't the one he released before this, like, really long? Yeah. Indigo. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm about to go look and see how many tracks that one has. No. 32 tracks is insane. Bro, what? 32 songs. And this isn't even deluxe. That's crazy. I don't think there is a deluxe for this album. Yeah, there shouldn't be because what the 
fuck. A deluxe would be insane. And then Breezy, the one that just came out, is 24 songs. And he talking about some of the deluxe come out July 8th. Um, I just, I don't understand. I don't. He be torturing his fans. <laughs> <laughs> the album before that. <gasps> Jayla. Jayla. What? The album before that. Heartbreak on a Full Moon. I want you to guess how many songs was on that 72. What, bitch? <laughs> no, bitch. 45. Oh, God. 45 songs. Who is sitting through that? You people are nuts. No wonder Chris Brown fans act the way they do. It's because their brains have been permeated by Chris Brown songs. Permeated. That's all they have playing in their head. Because there's so much. Just a whole lot of little baby in a bag and a Birkin. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so scary. Why Mm -mm, are you... mm -mm. You're literally holding people hostage. (laughs) Bro, I can't. I can't. I can't. A two and a half hour album is wild to me. That's insane. That's like a whole little trip. That's a fucking album. Bro, uh-uh, no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is literally Elvis movie. Two hours and 39 minutes. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's nuts. Anyway, yeah, Chris Brown, I need him to get it together. Like, crying on the internet does not make people want to stream your album. You just look sad. So let's do better, although I don't expect Y'all that. continue to not stream. Please, yes. Um, <laughs> that reminded me of... Not last week, but the week before. You were like, I know you're never going to do it. <laughs> Literally. Like, you just stop streaming. And look at that. Look at that. Look at that. But I doubt it's because of that. <laughs> Jayla's impact. Maybe a little bit, but. Jayla's impact. Girl. <laughs> I don't have that kind of pull. She's an icon. Well, that is true. <laughs> you're hilarious for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say on the topic of Chris Brown. I tried not to go too hard, but now that I'm thinking about it, I still said a bit. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we kept it mild. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse, especially if you go back and listen to those previous episodes. Yeah, could have been right. a lot worse. But that is going to wrap up our third topic in our pop culture segment. We are going to take a quick short break and come back with our topic of the week. See you later. Alright y'all, it's time for the topic of the week. So we spun the wheel and this week it landed on life's purpose and finding your passion. This is gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, Um, gonna get a little deep. Yeah, we're getting a little deep. But I'm kind of excited to talk about it. Me too. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it would be nice to one hear about your journey. I mean, I've heard stuff about it, you know, during our conversation. Mm. But I think it would be nice to hear more about it. And I don't think I've ever really talked in a public space about 
my journey. So yeah, it'll be fun. But let us use this as a moment of manifestation. Period. Exactly. Would you like to talk about your journey first? Uh, sure. All right. Um, first, I want to say we are not life coaches or therapists. No. I know we've said this before, but I want to say it again. So we're just talking about our experiences and what we've learned from it. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to give you guys uh, definitions like we always do. Uh, so life purpose, I would say it's what you believe have been what you believe you have been put on this earth to do. So like your what you feel like the job you were meant for, whether you feel like you were meant to help people, things like that. Um, and then a passion is anything that brings you joy and excitement. Think that sounds about right? Yeah, and I think a passion is something that you, it's kind of like you may have an intense feeling about it. Like it might be something that you want to put your all into, mm-hmm. essentially. I also would say it's something you keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of people like pick up hobbies, me included. I'm very good <laughs> for picking up random hobbies, thinking maybe this is something I could be passionate about. And we'll drop it in two weeks. But if you find yourself coming back to that thing, then that might, might be important. Yeah, you might want to explore there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience and my journey with figuring out my passions and what I feel like my life's purpose is. Um, from a very young age, I wanted to be in the entertainment field. Um, I was convinced that I was going to be the next Oprah. You could not tell me that I was not going to have my own talk show, that I was not going to be on a news station reporting your local news, your national news, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. I had a whole plan. Like, I, from in elementary school, I did the morning news show all three years, third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, middle school, sixth grade, I didn't do it. I don't think, I don't think sixth graders could do it. Um, but I did it seventh and eighth grade. Um, and when I got to high school, they had this program for juniors where you could go to an off-site school and do, um, career-based courses so I took a TV and media class um, my junior year so yeah I was convinced that I was going to be a broadcast journalist Hmm. yeah Um, I got to college and (laughs) that plan came tumbling down for me I this is honestly I think the first time I've like talked about this to like anybody that's not a friend oh my god i guess guess listeners i could consider you guys friends but hey friends this is so weird (laughs) but yeah um my freshman year i did not have a good time (laughs) well okay i did not have a good time academically um i was very homesick and i just was not in it. I was not in it. I didn't want to be there. I didn't care about school. When I did participate, I didn't understand what was going on. It was very hard for me. Um, 
I later found out um, it was the ADHD, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, it was very hard and it was very, it was a challenging, it was a challenging thing for me to deal with because I was very academically successful up until that point. Like I graduated with a 3.9. I graduated with an advanced honors diploma. Um, Period. I was in multiple extracurriculars and made time for friends on the side. So it was a very big change for me and it started to affect my mental health and that was just, yeah. And so I feel like I decided to cop out and blame it on my major and I changed my major. I changed it from broadcast journalism to elementary education. Mm. Now, <laughs> I really feel like looking back, I tried to convince myself that I wanted to be a teacher because me and kids, <laughs> I'm screaming. Me and kids are not, we're not compatible. <laughs> it's not like, a good blend. I, li I like kids. I think they're great. I think, um, I think they deserve room to learn and all that great stuff. But my patience is <laughs> Woo! And I think I really realized that when I did um, shadowing, or no, when I was a, a student helper my sophomore year of college, I had to do 40 hours of student teaching at an elementary school. And the kids were so cool. They were so funny. I loved them, but I found myself getting irritated with them a lot. <laughs> I'm weird. How old were they? <laughs> they were fifth grade. So they were like 10, mm. 11. They were like right before that puberty age. Oh, wow. But yeah, they were great kids. I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't think it was for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I... I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I've already changed my major once, and I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not really too much I can do, so I tried to suffer through it, and then COVID hit, and I really stopped caring. <laughs> like, classes that went online, I did what I did. I needed, I did what I needed to do to get those A's, and I got out of the classes. Um, yeah, but I didn't. I definitely did not actually care, um, and it's kind of and it's kind of sad because I was really going to just coast away, not caring, and just get a degree and be stuck in a career that I yeah. did not want. That would have been really unfortunate. I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so that was very hard for me and so i ended up taking a gap year from school and i was like i was basically like i do not care about this i'm wasting money my mental health is in the drain i need a break so i took a gap year and got some therapy and my therapist basically helped me stop being a big baby and take the risk and go back to mass communications because, like I said, I've known from a very young age that I wanted to be in the media field. 
I feel like that's just always been a no-brainer for me. I feel like, one, I don't feel like I was given this very eccentric personality for no reason. I feel like people need to see this, okay? Um, <laughs> um, I, you got Leo in your shirt? I don't think so. Mm, I wonder if your houses. Maybe. Actually, I'm a, I'll show you later. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was like, I've always just felt like, I've always just felt like I'm supposed to be out there. And I've also just felt like I was given a voice for a reason. Like, I've always been a very vocal person. Like, I'm going to, if I think something is wrong, I'm going to say that. Like, I'm going to voice it. And I feel like I'm that way for a reason. So yeah. I knew that I wanted to be a mass comm, but I knew that broadcast journalism was it for me. Um, being, I think, I think the person that I am, I'm a feeler in dealing with like news and stuff like that. Constant bad news, especially the way the world is going right now. Oh, no, no, I would have taken that home with me. Oh, I would take that home with me and it would not be good for me. So yeah, I think I just really needed to sit and evaluate my options. So yeah, after doing the research and just narrowing my options down, I feel like I felt like public relations was the best field for me. Um, I felt like I could still be involved in that field without having to worry about the pressures of being in front of everything and then I also don't have to worry about the sadness of dealing with the news and things like that yeah so and then there's lots of opportunities for travel I can build my name up and who knows where I could go from there you know mm -hmm. um so I uh, yeah I needed that gap year for sure um my gap year is actually coming to an end, and I will be going back to school come August. So that is very exciting. So yeah, that has been my journey, trying to figure out my purpose and my passion. It has been very bumpy and very hard, and there have been a lot of times where it didn't feel like it was worth it. But, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta push through that shit. You gotta push the fuck through. Yeah. Uh, and now I am sure about what I'm gonna do. So, yeah. For you. Thank you. But um, that is, yeah, that's all I have to say on what my journey was. So, Jalen, let's hear from you. Um. All right. So, for a long time. Well, actually, I guess I'll just start with like. College years. So I went into college as a psychology major. My plan was to get a PhD, become a psychiatrist. The Where the money you made when you said PhD? Because, girl, what PhD? Please. I'm weak. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But uh, I'm getting that bachelor's long. and I'm out. I'm done. School for that long sounds like hell. I, it's, it's your whole 20s, babe. <laughs> Literally. Unless you were super whiz, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm Same. not doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I'm definitely very intelligent. But I'm not no kid genius or nothing. So I'm not finishing and I'm not getting my my PhD in three years. And yeah. No. And that's just too much anyway. Putting all that on yourself is a lot. Literally. Child, anyways. <laughs> um, so I was a psych major and then I was just in them classes and the ones where we're learning like theory and other things like that, that's interesting. That's cool. I like that. And just mm-hmm. about different, I guess, famous psychologists and like what their work is. Like that's the kind of thing that was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And learning about like how the way your mind works and stuff like that. But anyways, when it came to the research, baby, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. Bad. (laughs) Immediately. No. I got in research design and analysis, and that class literally made me change my major. Because I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, that research shit is real. Like, my uh, psychiatrist literally has stacks of books just on his desk and he'll literally pull them out and reference them as he's talking to me so they definitely do be researching them that's crazy to me i won't be doing any of that (laughs) change my major to public relations um yeah i basically realized that i wanted to get a communications degree and i looked into the majors that were within that and public relations was what i felt like kind of gave me room to move around. Yeah. But, like, it definitely honed in more on my interests. Um, But even since then, I've had, like, another epiphany and realized that (laughs) I want to work in the music and entertainment industry as well. Period. So You're going to see more, well, here? (laughs) More of us? Yeah. See us too. See and here. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up, I've always loved music. It's been a part of my life from a very young age. Singing, dancing to music, just listening to music. I'm obsessed with it. Um, yeah, so since we got streaming services, I've been able to really hone in on that obsession. <laughs> like, I have playlists for days. I have playlists for everything. Like, hit me up. And you guys, let me tell you, her playlists are not just, like, basic-ass playlists. Like, she will, like, perfectly curate playlists. Like, don't you tell them about the playlists, about the stages of love. Oh, okay, that's a good one. That one's old. Let me pull it up. Um, So I have this playlist called Love, L-U-V. And basically... My idea for the playlist was to take you through the cycle of, like, falling in love with somebody. And then, like, unfortunately, the relationship ending. It's kind of reflecting. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyways. So, yeah, that's what the playlist is. I think I... I'm not even going to pull it up anymore. But I think I made it... Well, I definitely made it back in high school. So, yeah. I think it's a really good playlist. I like it a lot. Sounds like someone who needs to be in the music industry to me. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a recent realization. 
What? I'm sorry. I'm just having this epiphany. You know what a perfect job for you would be? I feel like I know what you're going to say. Wait, what do you think? Wait, no, no, no. I wanted to say it. <laughs> okay. I feel like a perfect job for you would be curating soundtracks and scores yes. for yes okay <laughs> we're here we're here oh we're my here god That's like, actually... you love tv and movies you love music combining those oh my god i know bro that would be perfect somebody for you. said that to me i don't know who and i was like wait <laughs> you can do that oh my yeah. gosh you're right because oh literally gosh. insecure them curated oh my god that, that curated soundtrack and then putting it on streaming services yes mm-hmm. thank you thank you we're getting fed <laughs> we're getting fed we should be grateful because they play amazing. no their uh, soundtracks are always fire i'll be finding so many good songs on that show it's crazy <laughs> absolutely but i definitely have looked that up and that means yeah, you need to come to California else. with me. Okay, see, actually, you might be right. If Ooh. I if I can find my way into that, <laughs> well, let's manifesting when I find my way into that. We said that, we're using this as a form of manifestation. We are. When I find my way into that, I definitely will have to come out to California at some point. Period. LA, Hollywood, Period. baby. Oh, so, that's so exciting. I Don't definitely like California. <laughs> I definitely would want to like visit there and probably go there like multiple times, but I wouldn't yeah. want to live in California. But I feel like there's so many parts of California that you could like like there are like so many different places you could pick from that I'm sure something could suit your liking. I also just like people on the East Coast. Like okay. Okay. I, I like guess. The Southern hospitality and just just Black Southern culture in general. That's true. That's true. I will give you that one. But then also, I love like a Black Northern culture too. Like New Yorkers are so <laughs> funny. Like New okay, York you know what? Me out. The idea of New York just you know what? Me out. I'm not even gonna sit up here and compliment New Yorkers. <laughs> Because y'all don't need to get y'all heads any bigger than they already are. So I I'm going to stop screaming. right now. <laughs> I'm not screaming. even about to go into why I like y'all. Anyway. <laughs> even though sometimes y'all be doing, t- you know. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, but dead. yeah. I like, yeah, I like Evelyn too. Don't worry, y'all. I'm going to convince her to come to California. Anyway. Hey. That job. Opposed. (laughs) That job would be perfect for this bitch. I I agree. I feel the same. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time to get comfortable with the fact that music is actually something that I want to pursue seriously. And I'm not even talking about like on the creative side well actually no it is so creative but i mean creating my own music mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think about that i kind of think more about i don't know maybe working with artists in some way maybe like did you produce mm, no what i think about is like planning events Throwing Ooh. events, music events. Oh, PR definitely goes into that. Exactly. There's a, a whole event planning section. Exactly. 
Event planning is also just in general something that interests me. I would love to plan a wedding. Oh my god! Let me tell you, when I found out that Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian were getting married, I planned their whole wedding in my head just like based off of what their personalities are like and them Mm -hmm. together from what I've seen. Their wedding was almost smack identical to what I was describing in my head. Bitch, I lied to you. I didn't even see it. (laughs) It was like it was red, black. It was goth. Yeah. Um. I. uh, Hold on. Let me All pull it up for you. Small things. But yeah, I was like, bitch. I fucking knew it. Like, I will not go. <laughs> okay. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. That's a Blink-182 song. I know. Okay. So, yeah, the red, the black, the white. See, this dress, this, I like Kim's look. Yeah, that's fire with the the black with the blonde hair. It was crazy. I wish I could have seen. I wish I saw what the reception looked like. I know there were pictures, but I didn't look at the pictures of the reception. Um, because I had a whole thing for the reception too. But anyway, yeah, I was like, bitch, event planning. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, back to you. Um, yeah. So I would definitely love to plan my own event with like artists. Um, I was. Actually, I'm not going to share my idea. Yeah, you don't want nobody stealing your shit. Yeah, but <laughs> I actually just recently thought of a really dope idea. But anyways. You can share with me. I'll forget yeah, I it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> you know but I'll I can't forget. say it on the air. Can't um, say it on the air. Exactly. But anyways, it took me a really long time to get to really even just realize that fact like I kept trying to find more practical things that I could like tolerate Mm -hmm. and I eventually realized that I really just need to pursue the things that I like naturally absolutely um yeah and music is definitely the biggest interest of mine Probably. I, no, I would definitely say. And I'm sure anyone that knows me can would vouch agree. for it. Exactly. I was would just agree. about to say that. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed, literally. Mm-hmm. I don't think y'all understand. <laughs> I listen to music pretty much all the time. Like, doing anything and everything showering, reading, doing my homework, cooking, at the pool, yeah. at the beach, in the gym. Yeah. Sometimes really I'll does. even listen to music to go to sleep. Wow. Yeah. Like I have certain playlists. Like I have a crying playlist. It's called Cry About It. Oh. But <laughs> it's a great playlist. Though, but it's I've kind you of you sent me that playlist. I do like that playlist. I've gotten a lot of songs from that playlist. I've kind of been acclimated to it, so it doesn't hit anymore. So I have to make a new one. It's called Gloom. I hate that. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Especially when you're like so proud of it when you first make it. Oh. I'm like, yeah, this hit. (laughs) Now I'm all desensitized, so I had to make a new one. But it's good though. Yeah. Well. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Thank you. It's not as long. That's okay. Cry about it is long. Anyways, y'all. Um, see, that just goes to show you, why do I have two crying playlists? Like, what? (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, so, it's definitely a really, really big thing for me. And I'm finally comfortable in the fact that I'm gonna get in that. Period. I love that. Yeah. And, ooh, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say, I love that you're taking that risk. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now that we've talked about um, our experiences trying to figure out our life purpose and our passion, um, we're going to give you guys a little bit of advice for navigating your journey, trying to find your own life purpose. Um, like I said, I'm going to always say this, not therapist, not life coach, but I just feel like some of this stuff is common, kind of common sense. And some of it is also help from the internet. <laughs> yeah. And some of it is also just our personal experience. Absolutely. So take with you know. it what you will. Yep. If it resonates, cool. If it doesn't, leave it. Mind your business if it doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You want to start out? Yeah. So the first thing I would um, advise is work hard, obviously. Very cliche. Um, that's obviously the first thing most people would say, but it's the most important part. Um, I really feel like you can be meant for something and you can have a passion for something, but you can like miss out on it if you don't put in the work. And I can say that as someone who almost missed out on because I didn't want to put in the work and I was afraid and I was scared and wasn't willing to do what I needed to do at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Jayla, do you want to say what your second thing is? Well, I want to say being scared is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. Very, it's very scary trying to decide whether or not you're going to pursue the things that you're actually passionate about, especially when they may not be what's practical. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that fear was definitely there for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was going to say is those things that you were interested in as a child that you carried with you, like pay attention to those things. Yeah. That's definitely what I had to do. I And even just recently, like within the past maybe year and a half, Honestly, since the pandemic began, um, just been revisiting a lot of things that I was interested in as a child, and it's really made me happy. Like, I've been that. reading more. Um, I was baking a lot more at the like maybe first year of. I remember that. COVID. Yeah, I was baking a lot during that time. She um, thought she was Betty fucking Crocker. But the shit was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, them little chocolate on chocolate cookies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody yes, loves those. <laughs> Everybody loves those. My regular chocolate chip cookies are really good too. I've never had those. I found a good recipe. This bitch can also make some eggs. Oh my gosh, our <laughs> eggs are so good. Literally, oh after God. you made them, Thank you. I was thinking about them for the rest of the day. Are you serious? I was like, those fucking eggs were so good. Like they were so, they were so fluffy. Yeah. Oh it's, my God. See, my dad taught me. Shout out to you, Dad. <laughs> you gotta whisk it real good. You gotta try to incorporate as much air as possible. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind. How the fuck did we get on the topic of eggs? You were complimenting me, of course. Some of my other food that I made is good too. I will say. Anyway, <laughs> enough about that. I don't want to make you guys hungry. I'm screaming. 
Um, yeah, so I was doing that. Um, what else did I tap into? Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there were other things, but I can't exactly think of them at the moment. But tapping into those childhood interests and those childhood dreams, like, that's definitely, those things are definitely worth considering. Because there's, there's a reason why they interested you at that time. And especially if you feel like it's something that's in the back of your head, but you just won't take it seriously. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's probably it. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to trust that, like, dream you had as a child. As long as it's not like a crazy shit, like, yeah. I'm going to be like a fucking space ranger or some shit. A space ranger. I'm just saying something random. But But if you, like, have, like, a a job as a child that you genuinely were interested in and or there was something you always felt like you wanted to do as a kid i feel like it's very good to trust that because i really feel like as a kid that's when you are really in tune with who you are like as a young kid yeah i feel like you're really in tune with yourself because you haven't learned about like stifling yourself for others and that confidence shit is not in the way um you're just when you're a kid you're bold as hell yeah <laughs> so yeah i think it's now that you say it very important to like um, listen to that literally as a child you haven't developed what is it you did you take psychology in high school no you did i took sociology oh okay let me i'm trying to remember like what it's called but literally when you're a kid it's like your mind has not developed what it's like you're it hasn't developed your conscience mm. like you essentially don't have one like you literally don't know anything yeah you have to be taught how to like operate <laughs> in society and in the world like yeah so it's like they're just anything they want to do they're gonna do it mm-hmm. there's no voice they don't Whether have a voice wrong telling right. maybe i shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah literally and i can't remember what it's called is it called the id or the ego. No, it's definitely not the ego. I think it might be called the id. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Gills. Um, dude. Anyways. Yeah, so it's like, the younger you are, like, those things might be worth looking into. And also, like, in life, you should not have to just stick to one thing. Oh, you know I'm a firm believer in that. Oh, my god. <laughs> you know. Like, I feel like every five business days I come in the group chat saying, I want to do this. Or, yeah. or I say it to myself out loud or I'll say it to somebody. Like, literally, I was telling Jayla the other day, I want to write a book. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did say that. Like, I, I like, well, dip hey, your feet in any and everything you want to. Like, life is hard. Life is long. It's short, but it's long. Okay? Yeah. Don't be stuck doing one thing if that's not what you want to do. Literally. And... It's completely fine to have multiple interests and Boom, you're interested in them all and you don't know what to pick. Exactly. Then don't pick. Just try to do them all. Like, exactly. Literally. Even if some so of them are just years. as hobbies. Right. right. You can you can try something as a hobby and maybe not base, you know, your entire income on it. Yeah. And then see if see if it resonates with you. See if it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. You might also weed some things out that way. Exactly. I definitely did that. Yeah. 
All right, um, my next point of advice would be to try your hardest to maintain a positive mindset while you're trying to figure this out. Um, I feel like it's really important to kind of trust the process. Um, I feel like lately I've kind of been realizing that everything kind of works out the way it should. Yeah. I feel like any like big situation that I felt like I didn't know how to navigate that I didn't know, like, what was going to happen. It all worked out fine. And so I feel like you just got to trust that you know what you're doing, that anything that happens or gets in your way was there for a reason, to teach you something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you need to... It's it's very hard to take all of that shit and say, fuck it, and kind of give up. Mm-hmm. But you got to kind of push through. I... Earlier today, I um, kind of came to the realization that um, something that's really helped me kind of get through my journey and the bad moments, dark moments, all that stuff, is kind of realizing that nothing is permanent. Like, mm-hmm. literally nothing. Your emotions are not permanent. Jobs aren't permanent. Life isn't even permanent, okay? Yeah, your mental state isn't permanent. Exactly. So I think that I needed to realize that I needed to feel those emotions, learn from it, and then figure out how to grow from it. Because you can't sit in anything forever, you know? And nothing is, those feelings aren't going to last forever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, very important to keep a positive mindset. Um, I also think it's very important to be patient with yourself. Like, everyone has their own timeline. Do not feel rushed to figure out what you want to do because everyone else around you is. Or don't feel rushed to settle for something you don't want to do because everyone else around you is doing stuff. Yeah. I definitely think take inspiration from people, but... Absolutely. Everyone has different circumstances, you know, you have no idea what type of resources someone might have. So, absolutely, you know, comparing yourself to others is just never a good idea. Yep. And literally everyone is just a completely different person, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that we all have our own timeline of when things are going to happen for us. Yep. And honestly, that was something that I had to realize and work through myself. Um, social media is a bitch like social media will really have you feeling like you are not doing what you need to do Um, people are not being drama queens or exaggerating when they say that shit it it really is true Um, that media that you are consuming and just seeing people's because people will only post their accomplishments usually on social media so when that's all you're seeing it makes sense like on your public instagram you're probably not going to be posting the bad things that are happening in your life yeah i mean some celebrities do (laughs) but you know i'm not a celebrity so why would i be doing that because you know celebrities be doing anything but on my private instagram i might (laughs) spill a little tea but y'all not gonna know nothing crazy but yeah i'll rant about how i'm feeling but i'm not telling everybody what's going on in my life right but yeah just take it at your own pace some people know what they want to do at a very young age some people don't find out till they're older just 
work through that shit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Just be patient with yourself. Give yourself time to figure that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself the grace. Yeah. I feel like that's a phrase I've been hearing and saying a lot. Yes, lately. exactly. That's something I've been trying to work on doing a lot. It's very hard. Very hard. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know this is going to come long, but I only have two more points, I swear. Um, it's very important to uh, bounce back. Um, failure is inevitable. You are going to fail. Yeah. But failure is important as well. Like, failure helps you learn lessons. It helps you adjust and tweak. And you give it a go. You give it another try. You give it another chance. You know? Yeah. Um, what the lady Gaga used to say? It doesn't matter if 99 people in a room say no. If one person says yes, it can change your life. That is true. Have you ever seen that trend? It was like a thing where like during the A Star is Born when they were doing press, she would literally say that in every press interview. I'm so weak. There was like a whole montage. It was like two minutes long. And she's just constantly saying it over and over again. That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, she's right though. Um, one Each no is one step closer to a yes. So just try, uh, bounce back, you know? Yeah, like realizing and accepting that failure is inevitable is key. Yeah, and rejection. Yeah, because which then, I guess goes hand in hand. But yeah, that is true. Yeah. But when you do that, it basically those failures and those rejections aren't going to sting as much. Yeah, they're not going to bruise your ego as much. And that's something I'm still not. I was all the way just done about to with. say that. <laughs> I still have a hard time with failure and rejection. So yeah, you know, we're working on it. Yeah, um, rejection is. I feel like rejection has become more hard for me as I've gotten older than um, more than when I was a kid. But then again, I don't think I really faced that much rejection as a kid. Um, I was pretty good at the things that I did. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, rejection is very hard for me. And sometimes I take it as a personal attack. And I'm, like you said, trying to work on that. So, so yeah. Um, my last point of advice would be to take care of yourself. Um, burnout is real. No one to take a break. Um, you Yes, you have to work hard and you have to, you know, you have to work at the things that you want. Um, but, you know, it's very important to know you need to step back and just... Give yourself a chance to just live. Yeah. <laughs> Life doesn't have to be solely dedicated to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with it. Right. Chill out and be mindless and have some fun, please. Mm-hmm. Smoke you a little blunt. <laughs> yeah, get you a little drinky drink. Do so. Or, I mean, don't if you don't yeah, want to do those you, things. Yeah. If, if you're boring, then. Oh, no. You know, sit on your couch, get a nice blanket. Pick out a nice movie. I don't, you know, some of y'all be homebodies and proud, you know. Hmm, so. I'm half a homebody. A lot of the time when we be making plans, like us in the group, I'd be like, Lord, please don't let me cancel these people because I really like when we were supposed to go to the beach on the 4th of July. It was, I was this close to sending. I really just don't feel like leaving the house today. And you would have regretted it. I would have because I did have a good time. Period. <laughs> but. Yeah. 
I definitely am not a homebody. I definitely enjoy being at home and like being in my room and being by myself and chilling and everything. But I'm definitely an extrovert. I like being outside. You know, I like being seen and being cute. Like I like all of that. So yeah. But I, I love being in my bed and watching binge watching and eating snacks and sink, you know? Yep. But yeah, take care of yourself. Um, burnout is real. So just give yourself a break. Let yourself go through the motions of life sometimes. And then come back to it. Yeah. Burnout is real crazy. And that shit can affect you for years. So don't ignore it. But yeah, um, that's kind of all the things I, all the points of advice that I have to give. Um, I am still learning myself, and I am still trying to figure this life shit out. Um, you and me both. So. <laughs> yeah, this shit keep throwing curveballs, but you know Like, what? could you take a break for a second, actually? Let's relax. Let's, do you ever pause? Do you ever take a break? No. Just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that is, um... I think all I have to say on the topic of life, purpose, and finding your passion. What about you, Jayla? Um, you know, I think I've said everything I had to say. I hope that whoever's listening was able to get something from this. Yeah, I know that we kind of went off on a couple tangents. Yeah, <laughs> if y'all, I'm sure y'all have noticed that we do that. Yeah, we'll blame the weed. Blame the neurodivergency. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is going to wrap up our topic of the week. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Jayla's Jam. Jazz And the crowd goes wild. Jazz <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm really excited for this one. I'm talking about somebody that I love. Well, I'm not going to say that I love this person because I don't know much about them in their personal life, but I love this album that I'm going to talk about. So this week, Jayla James is going to highlight The Rebirth by Eric Bellinger. Ah, I'm so excited. Anyways. I want to give you guys a little bit of information about Eric Bellinger before I start talking about the album. So he's a singer and songwriter. Um, He's from LA. He's been writing and making music since 2010. So he's been out here for a while. He's written for... Um, Usher. Yeah, he's written a lot for him, actually. He's written a lot of his hits. New Flame. It's not a new flame. Usher. He wrote that. He's written for Usher separately. He's written for Brandy, Seven Streeter. They've done a lot of collabs together, too. He's written for Trey Songs. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, he's written for all the prominent male R&B Tank. Yeah. All of them. Well, Just as far as I know, Tank isn't problematic, so... He a little, he a little queer. He, 
tank? You ain't see that? I don't want see. I don't want to talk about all of this on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we'll talk, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fill you in about tank. Um... Actually, you know what? Let me disclose this by saying Tank has not officially come out. These are my own personal opinions. Okay. Her own theories. Right. Um, but he wrote Right Here by Justin Bieber featuring Drake. Right here, I'm right here, right here, right here, yeah. You don't know this one? I don't really listen to Drake for No, it's Justin Bieber. Oh, you said Justin Bieber? Yeah, it's featuring. I really can't believe that you didn't know that song. I we had to pause and I had to play it for her. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, I've never I believe there were like maybe three or four songs on that album that I like really remember. So, a fake believer for not knowing right here though. <sighs> Sorry, that's a really popular one. At that, at, you know what? Also, when I'm thinking about it. The Believe era was also around the time Mindless Behavior was big. So mm. Mindless Behavior was kind of the only person people said, I was checking for. I, I, when I it don't came think to it's music. white folks. It's, it's, it's Negroes. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. <laughs> um, okay, but back to Eric Bellinger. Yeah, he's written for a lot of big people in R&B. Um, so the album The Rebirth, it dropped in 2014. It is really long. It's like Ooh, I don't even a long know. ass album is something I can't stand. But it's like you can pick and choose what you listen to. It's like you you get a good assortment. There's 32 songs. Good God, that's it's giving Chris Brown. Yep, he definitely well, writes for him. <laughs> he definitely writes for him. Yeah, but it also makes sense because like he's a songwriter. He's doing this all the time. He probably got hella songs in his archives. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah, so some of my favorite songs off of the album are I Don't Wanna featuring Problem. That's one that's like kind of popular. It was uh, really popular on TikTok for a while. That's how I found out about the song actually. Because I didn't, I wasn't really that familiar with Eric Bellinger before um, TikTok. Hmm. Anyway. I'd heard of him, but now I'm, like, really into his music. Anyways, um, Catch-22 by Seven Streeter. I really like that song. Um, Imagination. Imagination is such a good song. He's really out of pocket because, oh, I don't know if I should give it away, what he does on the song with, like, the sample. Maybe give him a little hint. That way they'll be enticed to listen to it. <laughs> okay. Well, the song is called Imagination. Let's just say he sampled a popular song from a very popular children's movie. And he made a little nasty oh. little spin on oh, it. Oh, you played that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a tad bit trifling. <laughs> I, but hey, it sounded good, though. That's fucking hilarious. It sounded hilarious. good. I was like, no, you did not. But anyway, listen to the song, y'all. Um, I owe you another little little sexy one, <laughs> but it's real good. He he's very clever, like he's clever. Like I owe you, but like it stands for something else. Anyway, um, and ride featuring Christina Milian. Ride it actually. Yeah. Um, I'm realizing that he makes a lot of sexual songs. Yeah, <laughs> but they be good songs. Like they be quality songs. 
And he be having a lot of features on his album that are really, like, good. So, anyway. I really... There's a ton of other songs that I love on this album. Like, First Lady, Liquid Courage, um, featuring Victoria Monet. I mentioned that song last episode, I believe. Yeah, she was. Yeah, but... Um, but there are some other songs that I really like that aren't on this album. Goat, G-O-A-T. That's a really popular one, too. I'm sure some people have heard that one. Drive-By is really good. What About Us, featuring Seven Streeter. Like I said, they collab a lot. And Appleberry Nana. Huh? Appleberry Nana. Interesting. Interesting title. Yeah, it is. But I like that song. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Eric Bellinger is super talented. He can write a song. He can sing his ass off. Like, he's a great vocalist. I just recently watched his episode on The Terrell Show. That made me love him. (laughs) And he looked so good during Usher's Tiny Desk concert. He sang backup for Usher during that video. Um, and so did another singer, Vito. He made that song, Get Your Bag Up, Get the Gym and Get Back Fine. He made that song. Um, But anyway, he can sing, actually. Because he has some moments on that tiny disc where I was like, oh. I hate that song, though. I hate that song. I think it's a cute little. TikTok wore it out. Maybe that's what it is. It's a cute little corny, little uplifting women song. Yeah, definitely corny. But it's yeah. okay, you know. It's better. I'd rather hear that than calling bitches, hoes, and sluts. Yeah. So I'll right. take it. Um, but yeah, Eric Bellinger is super talented. I am a fan within the last couple years, but I'm definitely a fan. I hope he doesn't be like a man and right. do something or did something in the past is gonna make me not be able to enjoy his stuff. Yeah, but but he married. He's married to Megan Good's sister, actually. I didn't even know Megan Good had a sister. Neither did I until (laughs) I looked it up. And they have a um, they have a son. I'm not sure, but they have a child. No, I think it's like Black Love. I think the the kid's like maybe five or six or something. Oh, how cute! But yeah. Anyways, go listen to some Eric Ballinger. Check out some of the songs he's written. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Definitely one of the best songwriters of like the 2010s. Like, hit after hit after hit. He's writing a lot of y'all's faves hits. <laughs> All you Chris Brown lovers, Eric Ballinger wrote those songs. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, I do know that they collab <laughs> in the studio. You know, they will write together, blah, blah, blah. But Eric Bellinger is a songwriter. He gets paid to write songs for people. You know, he's not just a singer. Hmm. Anyway. And he said something really, really true in his episode on The Terrell Show. He was was like, songwriting is its own lane. Some people are singers. And that's it. They don't need to write a song. They can pay people to write songs. They can buy songs. And that's okay. It's like a lot of people try to do both when they don't need to do that. That's why there are songwriters. That's and I was funny. like, that's just so funny. But it is true because not everybody can write a song, child. 
Woo! Yeah, there are quite a few examples of that. Mm. Um. <laughs> Lyrics utter trash. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's all I have to say about Eric Bellinger. Check him out. All right. Uh, Jayla is going to update that Spotify and Apple music playlist, so look out for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, all right, so that's going to wrap up our uh, Jayla's Jams for this week, and we are going to segue right into our strain of the week. This week we got London Pound Cake. Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds good, like, mm-hmm. as a dessert, though. It does. <laughs> London Pound Cake is a is an indica dominant hybrid. It's a cross of Sunset Sherbert, which is actually Ooh. funny because that was our first strain of the week. Was that our first one? Or was it our second? First or second? It was either our first or second strain of the week. Um, so yeah, that's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's a cross of Sunset Sherbert with an with an unknown heavy hitting indica. Mm. Um, it has a THC content of twenty one percent. Leafly reported that it gives a head and body high, and it has a calming effect. Reported effects were sleepy, relaxed, and tingly. Um, I can definitely vouch for the relaxed. Um, yeah, the calming. Yeah, I'm definitely very chill. I feel like this episode itself has a very different vibe from last week's episode. Um, last week was very chaotic. I was actually Literally. listening to it in the car and I was like, wow. Like, I especially to it, yeah. the amount that I laughed. I was like, bro, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but mm. yeah, so definitely, um, calming. Um, it has flavors of vanilla, butter, and lemon. Mm. Um, that's, oh, it's making me hungry. <laughs> just ate it's making me want sweets though sorry vanilla lemon and butter oh my gosh i'm falling apart (laughs) um and then 30 percent of the users uh reported that it helped with their anxiety and 22 percent helped uh reported that it helped with their depression and stress um, Leafly rated it a, well, Leafly users rated it a 4.6 out of 5 stars. Good rating. Yeah. So that is our strain. Um, on to our personal reviews. Jaylee, you want to go first? Um, I like it. I've definitely been very chill, but I didn't mind it. I, I did feel like a little bit of a mood boost. Not That's like good. it made me energetic, but like it made me in a better mood. Um... Yeah, I would say good for nighttime, especially if you're, you know, it's like a night in type of thing. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, As for me, I like it too. Um, Definitely very calm, definitely definitely very chill. Um, Yeah, I definitely think Leafly was quite accurate in the reportings. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Uh, Rate it. One out of ten. One out of ten. I would say eight out of ten. Um, I, I'm gonna go with a uh, eight out of ten too. Yep, we'll just we'll agree, cause honestly, I'm. This is what I mean. Rating it out of ten is so hard for me. I'd be like, where to where? What is the difference between four and five? It just makes it more detailed. I guess. But yeah. I like it, so yeah, we'll give it. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Period. 
But yeah, that is going to wrap up our strain of the week. Oh yeah. Whoop, you know what whoop. time it is. Whoop whoop whoop. <sighs> yeah, no, that one it didn't work that time. Um <laughs> <laughs> it is now time for watch of the week. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so for the last three weeks I have given you guys TV shows. I am back with another movie. Round of applause. Now, it's not the movie I originally intended to have for Watch of the Week. I haven't gotten around to watching that yet, but I'm going to do so this weekend. I am off work and don't really have any solid plans, so I have the time. Um, but this week's Watch of the Week is, drumroll please, Elvis. Now, wait, 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 before you, before you say Elvis, because yes, we all know Elvis. Elvis was not. Not the best the greatest in the world. Very problematic. Yeah. Um, but that's for another story. Anyway, before you jeer and, you know, it was a good movie. I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good movie. But we'll get into that. Um, give you guys a little background. Um, Elvis was directed by ba- Boz Lerman. I might have said his name wrong, but he's an Australian director who is pop- known for um, Great Gatsby and Romeo and Juliet. Hmm. Um, yep. Elvis is currently sitting at a 78% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 94% audience score. Wow. Yeah. Um, so far, well, as of... I want to say this was yesterday. As of yesterday, it was it had just crossed 113.5 million dollars at the box office, which for as y'all know for this era of movies and straight to streaming and all that other stuff, these are pretty good numbers. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give you guys a synopsis as usual. From his rise to fame to his unprecedented superstardom, rock and roll icon Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with his enigmatic manager, Colonel Tom Parker, over the course of 20 years. Central to Presley's journey and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life, Priscilla. So that's the synopsis. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Austin Butler plays Elvis. Tom Hanks plays Colonel Tom Parker. Olivia... DeJong, I might have said her last name wrong, plays Priscilla Presley, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. plays B.B. King. Um, some of my favorite parts, I loved how campy it was. It was so camp. Yeah. I had never seen a biopic told that way. Like Me either. It was so theatrical and yeah. colorful and just fantastical. Yeah, even just the camera work. It was just very different from... Yeah. Um, I think any biopic I've ever seen, really. Um, I also, Austin, my my other favorite part, my main favorite part probably, is Austin. Austin Butler fucking killed that shit, okay? Acting his ass off. He, you see this plate? He ate that shit. He ate the fuck up. Wow. I, and this was like the first time I've ever seen him in like, a role that's not like Disney. Or this is his first major role. Yeah, yeah. Or like a family movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he did what he needed to do. Yeah, he actually. I was just reading articles and stuff about the um his preparation for the role, and he said he prepared for this role for two years. 
He wow. said he did not see his family for two years. What? Art, um, not artists. Artists too. But actors, really, the way that some actors dig into their roles is kind of crazy. Like, Was he just like away from them or was he purposefully not seeing them? I don't know. He said he basically lived and breathed Elvis for two years. Like, He said he watched every interview, listened to every song, memorized his mannerisms. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, he said, Whoa. this is a quote. He said, I broke down his life into periods of time where I could hear the differences in how his voice changed over the years. And how his movement changed over the years. And I spent two years studying, trying to find his humanity as best as I could through that. Wow. Um, well, so, he yeah. definitely did the work. Yeah, it, he... It paid off. It showed. Yeah, and it's also crazy how much he ended up resembling him. Like, when yeah. they first casted him, I was like, Austin Butler a little bit too fond to play Elvis, right. if you ask me. <laughs> I agree. But, but no, like, I don't know if it was the makeup, the hair, a mix of all of it, but it was crazy. Towards the end of the movie, this isn't really a spoiler, but towards the end of the movie, they, like, showed clips from the real Elvis and um, then Austin Butler's Elvis, and they were smack identical. It was insane. It was wild. I never realized that they looked so similar. Yeah. Austin it, Butler definitely scary. Him, yeah, because I always thought Miles Teller looked a lot like Elvis and if you like look up side by side pictures of them it's it's uncanny wow yeah it's crazy um so yeah I underestimated him I didn't expect him to do as well as he did but he ate he ate and he has made a fan out of me same yeah and then my third favorite part about the movie was black people I love that they did not shy away from admitting basically that Elvis jocked and stole off of black people yeah <laughs> like literally his whole bit like from the 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 sound of his music to the moves that he was doing he was literally emulating catching the holy ghost that's literally why he did all that shaking and moving literally um so yeah i really love that they did not they didn't tiptoe around it they didn't only bring it up once and then move away from it. They constantly talked about it. So I really, or referenced it and made little, they showed things where you would know that they were referencing the fact that he was stealing from black people. Right, because when they would cut to that new scene, mm -hmm. I was like, wow. Yep, exactly. Every time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not going to get too much away. Um, and then my last favorite thing was the fact that they addressed the age gap between Priscilla and him. And I will say yeah. they kind of, they did kind of slide that one under the table a little bit. They mentioned it like once. Yeah, they mentioned they, it and, briefly. And they didn't really showcase the relationship as if it were a problem. They yeah, that's true. Kind of like it was a relationship. That's true. Um, they dropped the ball there, but I do appreciate that they at least mentioned it because people really either don't know or try to skirt past it. Right. Like she was 14 and he was 24. Yeah. Not normal. Um, but yeah, Elvis was very good. Um, my rating is an 8.5 out of 10 stars. Um, me and Jayla were kind of on agreement that it could have been cut by about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, a little bit a little of it was, long. yeah, some of it was a bit redundant. Um, but overall it was very good. I would contemplate seeing it again. I'm not opposed to seeing it again, but yeah, Austin ate. The film, the um, the camera work ate, the storytelling ate. 
editing, um, eight. editing all the eight. So yeah, eight point five out of ten stars for me. And that is all I have to say on the topic of Elvis. Did you want to say anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Um, that is going to wrap up our watch of the week. Um, I'm going to update the IMDb watch list for you guys. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, we are going to go on to our last topic of the episode. Letters and questions. Ooh, ooh, Alright guys, so it's time for our letters and questions. Well, actually, I guess just questions. <laughs> um, we're gonna do two today. So, let's start with the first one. Someone asked for some dating advice. What do you think, Brianna? Um, I feel like that's What's a your dating advice? very... Um, vague and broad um thing or it question is. but that's okay we're gonna work with it we're, i'm gonna work with it i'm gonna um, do my best with what i got period exactly um i think some general dating advice uh, well first let me just say dating <laughs> is very hard for me um so it mm, i don't really know if i'm gonna give you the best advice but here we go I'd say some general dating advice would be to, uh, one, date people who like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people date people who quite obviously do not like them. People will show you how they feel about you by the way they treat you. Believe right. that shit and uh, take it for what it is. So if a person is not showing you that they like you, they do not like you. All right? Um, so, yeah, date people who like you. And then... Uh, be upfront and honest about your intentions. Um, no, there is nothing worse than being uh, cagey and being weird and not being and not dis- fully disclosing what your intentions are. Like if your yeah. intentions are just to hook up, if your intentions are to date, if your intentions are to do whatever, make just that clear. That. Yep, saves people a lot of time and a lot of heartbreak. Whew. Definitely right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the two best pieces of advice that I can give when it comes to dating. Um, I would say, and honestly, this is just life advice, but especially when it comes to dating, just be yourself. Absolutely. And see who fucks with it. Absolutely. Like, literally... Someone not liking you is not a reflection of you. It doesn't mean that you are not attractive or you are not, um, like, a suitable partner. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not a suitable partner just because someone doesn't like you or someone doesn't want to be with you. Very true. There's so many people in the world. Like, it's not a reflection of you at all. Dating is about getting to know people and seeing what is the best relationship for you. Mm-hmm. And then you meet someone or some people and you, you know, you make the boundaries for those relationships what you want them to be. Boom. Um, I agree. Yeah. So just be yourself and see who see who comes to you. See who fucks with it. And if people don't fuck with it, then they're not for you. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, 
one last thing. Um, also, put yourself first, okay? Not in a bad way, as in you treating people like shit because that's what you want to do. But as in, if you do not feel like you're being appreciated or you don't feel like you're getting what you need, put yourself and your needs first and either address that or leave. Right. Um, I feel like I'm very guilty of self of self-sabotaging myself by staying around for things that I'm not necessarily happy with. Not so much anymore, but in the past. Um, so yeah, I, that's probably the best thing that I've learned coming out of that. Hmm. Put yourself first. I'm thinking about you saying self-sabotaging myself. <laughs> Whatever. You know <laughs> what I meant. And nobody probably would even notice if you didn't fucking say that. I hate mm. you. <laughs> I hate you. If I did, you think no one else would? Anyway. <laughs> you are so good to think about I hate you. Anyway, that is our first question, right? Um. So, question number two. What are our thoughts on loving someone that you know you shouldn't? Jayla, you can, you can take this one first. Woo! <laughs> I, you know... What what is it what does it mean to love someone that you shouldn't love? What does it mean that you shouldn't love someone? Like why is that? I feel like the way I interpreted it was like they're not good for you. They're not good for you. Okay. That's the way I interpreted it at least. Well, that kind of thing is understandable. And it's it's okay to love someone that is not good for you. But you need to realize that that person is not good for you and, and you gotta take the necessary steps to protect yourself and prioritize yourself you know if the relationship is unhealthy but you love that person you know you got to realize that they might just need to take some responsibility or maybe they're not ready to have that type of relationship Mm -hmm. maybe they're not ready to let go of that toxicity that can come with romance and you know set healthy boundaries and work through issues together like and you need to be willing to let that person go you can still love them yeah but let them go for your sake now when it's something where this person is doing something to you i i couldn't really speak about that like yeah so i'm not even going <laughs> to I'm not even going to speak on that. I don't have, I don't have the, what is the word that I'm looking for? The expertise? Mm. Mm, Not expertise, close, but like there was something else. I was like, anyways, (laughs) yeah, I definitely understand what it might be like to love someone that you feel like you shouldn't. But at some point, you got to realize that you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think, <clears throat> excuse me, I definitely think she hit it on the head there. Um, <clears throat> as someone who has loved someone that I knew I should not, it's hard, but you have to, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, you got to put yourself first. Um, it's very important that you don't stay somewhere that is not good for you. Yeah. 
because it will affect you. We've talked about it before. It will affect you mentally, physically, mm-hmm. all of that shit. So, yeah, it's very hard. And there's nothing wrong with you if you love someone that you shouldn't. You're human. Yeah. Love is a human emotion. Love is inevitable unless you're like a sociopath. Um <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, sorry. But That's probably true. Yeah. Love is inevitable. You Sometimes you can't help who you love. Yeah. Um, so also take that into consideration. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't make yourself feel worse than you probably already do. So, yeah, just be kind with yourself. Do what you have to do. Take your time. Be patient with yourself. But also, you know, make the best decision for yourself. And that's all we can really say about that. Yeah. Um, we are not therapists, so I'm not even about to try and <laughs> yeah go way too deep into that. But, yeah, that is all I have to say on that question. Me too. All right. Well, then, that is going to wrap up our questions of the week. And that's going to wrap up our show. Boom. There you have it. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to our fifth episode. Wow. Five weeks. Five episodes. That's, That's so crazy. Literally nuts. Literally. Wait, is this? Oh, never mind. My dates are all fucked up. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so crazy, our fifth episode. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying yourself, taking something from this. Um, yeah. Um, we've been enjoying it, so I hope you guys are learning some things, having some laughs. I mean, I don't know, maybe you're hate listening. <laughs> hey, a listen is too. a listen. <laughs> yeah, right. You could do that too. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on this journey with us. We got some more episodes coming out, so stay tuned for those. Yes, stay tuned, you guys. We will catch you guys next week. All righty. Bye. Bye.